Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 184 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for the wisdom in your word. May you impart more wisdom into our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Matthew is writing about in chapter 6. Jesus continues his Sermon on the Mount. He tells us to do good deeds privately, whether that is blessing someone, tithing, fasting, or praying. If we do good things openly for others to see, then that can become the sole reason we do them, for the praise and admonition of those around us. He teaches us to pray with the Lord's Prayer. He tells us to pray in secret and without words toppled on words. He goes on to explain that if we freely forgive others, then we will be forgiven. This is another thing we can pray for, my friend. God helps us forgive those who have harmed us. Jesus tells us not to gather up and heap up treasures here on earth, but seek the treasures in heaven instead. Verse 21 says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart also be. This is something we need to regularly check in on with ourselves, a self-evaluation of sorts. May we be sure the things we seek are the things God asks us to seek and not just what our flesh desires. Verse 24 says, you cannot serve God and mammon, deceitful riches, money, possessions, or whatever is trusted in. Let us first serve God and he will bless us with what he desires to bless us with, which just so happens to be the desires of our hearts because he puts those desires in us. Lastly, Jesus tells us not to be anxious or worry about the worldly things. He tells us this three times. He really wants us to live in peace and trust him. May we leave our burdens with him today and every day. Let's see what's happening in the early church in Acts chapter 13. While the church in Antioch was fasting, praying, and worshiping God, the Lord's Spirit came upon them, instructing them to send Barnabas and Paul out from them to continue spreading the word of Christ. They started out preaching to the Jewish people. At first, the people were awestruck and asked them to come back the next Sabbath and preach. However, in verse 45, we read, But when the Jews saw the crowds filled with envy and jealousy, they contradicted what was said by Paul and talked abusively, reviling and slandering him. Paul told them it was necessary that they be the first to hear about salvation through Christ. After all, they were God's chosen people. However, since they abused him, he and Barnabas would go and share salvation with the Gentiles. Verse 48 says, And when the Gentiles heard this, they rejoiced and glorified, praised and gave thanks for the word of God. And as many as were destined, appointed and ordained to eternal life, believed, adhered to, trusted and relied on Jesus as the Christ and their Savior. Yes, we have reason to praise God that his message has reached each of us, my friend. Let's see what's happening with Solomon's reign in Second Chronicles chapter 7. God was with Solomon and the people during their time of celebration and praise to the Lord. In fact, verse 1 says, Fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. Just wow! It must have been amazing to see God in such a real way. They continued to offer sacrifices, 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. It's hard to even imagine how this was even possible, but it was. After days of celebration, the people were sent home, filled with the goodness of the Lord. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon. God told him that he had heard their prayers and had chosen their building, their Holy of Holies, as a place of sacrifice for him. He also tells Solomon that if he sends drought or pestilence to the people, and they, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. 
these are instructions from the Lord about how to be restored to him if we sin. This is note card worthy, my friend. God's promise is the same today as it was thousands of years ago. The Lord also gave Solomon a warning that if the people turned away from him, he would turn away from them in a serious way. This is also a promise of God's. May we always seek him and turn to him instead of away from him. And if we do turn away, may we quickly turn back. In chapter 8, we read that Solomon had been building for 20 years, 7 years for the house of God and 13 years for his own house. He conquered more land and more people. The people whom he conquered served as laborers in his kingdom, while the Israelites were men of war, chiefs, and captains. Then we read about Solomon sending his wife, the daughter of Pharaoh, to the house he built for her outside of the city of David. Verse 11 says, My wife shall not dwell in the house of David, king of Israel, because the places are holy to which the ark of the Lord has come. So she was kind of banished from the king's palace because she did not believe in God. She couldn't reside where the holiness of God resided. This foreshadows a difficulty that sends Solomon in a different direction than honoring Almighty God and only Almighty God. Well, let's see what Psalm 3 teaches us today. David is running from his son Absalom here. Absalom has spent some time trying to overthrow the kingdom. So in the first part of this psalm, we read about David's distress. We can only imagine the kind of distress he is facing. He runs once again for his life and the lives of those he loves and those who are still following him. Yet in all this distress, he knows God is for him. Verse 3 says, But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Yes, no matter our circumstances and difficulties, the Lord is our shield. He is our glory, and he is the lifter of our head. Let us praise him today for the victory that is coming in our lives. May we worship him as David worshipped him. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for the wisdom in your word. As your son tells us not to worry or be anxious, help us not worry or be anxious about anything. Help us remain strong in you, Lord. Increase our belief and trust in you. May we know as King David did that you are our shield, our glory, and the lifter of our head. May your peace be ours today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.